Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Covering the Orioles the only way we know how as fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Welcome to the special edition of Section 336 as we break down the recent trade of Manny Machado to the Dodgers. I'm joined here by the button lover Josh Sroka to break down this deal. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good. Doing? Good. Wasn't, wasn't sure if this trade was ever going to happen. It's been rumored for so long. Yeah, I know. And I want to start by just situating this a little bit. We This is kind of a special show just to talk about the trade, and we'll talk a little bit about the DD press conference we just li- listened we, to. Yeah, we got to get into that press conference. But this is not to – like I want to – when we do our full show – I want to get much. We'll get much more into the the press conference, and I also want to talk about Manny Machado's career, favorite highlights to share when we talk about Manny Machado. Uh, so, but we'll wait for that for Monday's show. Today, we're just kind of reacting to the trade and and right. looking at someone objectively how we think the Orioles did here. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a short, shorter show, just because we got to get out the immediate reactions because Birdland's going crazy. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, you mentioned the, the, the Twitter stuff. And I tell you what, when it finally went through, I was in the middle of class. Uh, I, I was at, at class, and I, I started to, even in the middle of class, tear up a little bit to see Manny Machado became a Dodger. But all the stuff that led up to this stuff, all this, I was sick of this, man. This Twitter nonsense yeah. of people, first these knuckleheads reporting that there was a deal with Philly, handshake deal with Philly. Wrong. Right. <laughs> Right. And then all of a sudden they're saying it's a holdup because it was Dustin Mays in the deal. Dustin May was never in the deal. This catcher Ruiz in the deal. He's never in the deal. Uh, it was holdup because of medicals. No, it wasn't. They were just. It takes a while to get five guys through those. Yeah, you're right. The problem is in this internet world, everyone wants to be the the guy. Everyone wants to get the get the story. Um, yeah, our friend uh, Eric RDT from Barstool is the guy who ran with the whole Philly handshake deal. And you could tell that the normal uh, hardworking reporters were all frustrated with that and would make little comments about that because they work really hard to keep these stories straight. And, and it's got to be irritating for them that everyone's trying to one-up them. I don't, I don't understand the point either. Like, why? Like, what, 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 what do you get out of it from, be, from being a guy – that's taking away from the guy who does it for a living. I, I don't even really understand. Next time, but I bought into it. I was all in, and I bought into all that crap. Next time, I'm just going to go out in my kayak in the middle of the ocean for like for, for the day and come back and see what Mass and see what the Orioles have reported and see what Mass and mm-hmm. uh, Rocco Baco has said and 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 forget all this nonsense because you know what it did in the end. It really what was it? I think, and we'll talk about it. What I think was a really good trade for the Orioles. It made people it disappointed. Made, it made you a little disappointed because yeah. all of a sudden you're seeing names like Dustin May, and you're like, "Oh crap!" And right, and, and, and this outfielder, uh, Diaz, and, and and May, and then all of a sudden it's not. Which I mean, let's be honest; those two top 
prospects never really made sense to begin with to, together right. for Manny Machado. But these all these fake news, fake reports, it, it got people. It's an emotional roller coaster. Shoot, people. Let's just assess the trade for what it is. But now I'm all skewed, and I don't know how to do this trade anymore. Right. And I was that's always I was first when the trade details finally came out. I'm like, oh no, May. I'm disappointed. But then I took time to look through it and be like, wait, we just got. We just got five guys, including Diaz, who looks great. It looks like he's going to hold down right field for us. Uh, Diaz goes in now as our number one prospect. Right. We have – he is the best prospect in our organization. And we, and we got, got him for a guy that we're going to lose anyway. We got him and four other guys for 66 games. Manny Machado yeah. is going to play 66 games with the Dodgers. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's a great deal. <laughs> And so we got, I, I don't know about go great. We can get into it, but we got. Right, fine. You, it's a good deal. Yusniel Diaz. We got the right-hander, Dean Kramer. We got the third baseman, who is uh, Ryan Ban- R- Ryland Bannon. Yeah, so uh, so if you look at. Really good numbers down there in single A. 20 home runs, good batting average. And right-handed reliever, Zach Pop. And then third baseman, Brevix Valera. Right. Now, on the, on the Dodgers' uh, depth charts, they have Diaz as fourth, and Bannon as twenty-seven, Kramer as twenty-eight. But you got to remember, all these guys immediately jump up in the Orioles depth chart because our farm system's so bad. That, that oh yeah, absolutely. Like they're like, like you can say, oh, Dodgers only traded away the number four prospect, and the Orioles are like, we got a new number one prospect. Right, exactly. Um, and the number twenty-seven and twenty-eight guys, they're going to jump up into the teens probably, at least. Yeah, I'd be curious where, where they fall on the, on right, the prospect. Right, right. Yeah, but they will go up. They yes. will go up. Right. And this guy, a Pop, I don't care anything about him. He's got a cool name to be Great in baseball. Name. So I'm, I'm good with that. And this Valera, second baseman, he's got a little major league experience, but he's still a young guy. So, yeah, and, and so we did get a bunch of prospects. I mean, the only guy who's not – I mean, maybe Valero is a little bit. He's he's had some major right. experience, but the rest, the rest are young that's, guys. That's what. Uh, that's the direction we needed to go. Uh, there was talk about the Brewers with like some of their Arcias and Broxton, some guys who were young but but already in the majors. I'm glad we didn't go that route. We went to the prospects route. All guys in their 20s, 21 for the most part, and so I think this was the proper direction to go. Yeah, and. It is. It gets us all young. It gets us guys that can come up together. Like, these guys are all 21, 22, besides that 26-year-old. Yeah. And and it is. it is. It's the future. Dan Duquette said that this is the best offer on the table. You've got to assume it was, because why would they not take the best offer from Manny Machado? Well, and we were talking about quantity over qu- – or the want for quality over quantity. And with five guys, you might say, oh, well, this is a quantity move. And maybe, and maybe it was. But if you believe Dan Duquette, take him at his word. He said Yuznel Diaz was the best player that was offered to them. So we got that one, and he does. He's our number one prospect. Okay? That's a quality prospect. He's not a nobody. He has a chance to be really good for a long time for the Orioles. And so that's a quality player we got back. It's not like we got five average dudes. We got one great dude, and then you can argue where the other guys fall. Right, right. It was all for Diaz. Um, Diaz got a lot of attention on what was it Monday night in the futures game because he hit two home runs but the weird thing is when you look at his numbers he's not a huge power guy he gets on base he takes a lot of walks 
his walk rate is higher than his strikeout rate. That's not yeah. something we see in Baltimore. I mean, how about that? This, this, this season so far, he has 41 walks and 39 strikeouts. Right. That's you. You, you don't see that with Oriole players. And he's the and he's a fast top of the lineup guy. When was the last time we had that? So OBP, OBP of 428. Yeah. Uh, he he he's got some speed. They say he can play. He's a center fielder, but they say maybe he projects in the end to be more of a a right fielder. Um, <laughs> but that's hey, we're used to a center fielder that should be in right field in Baltimore. Hey, I I, I mean, if you look, yeah, I, I mean, I'm quite certain he could at 21 he could jump from Double A to the majors and be our best center fielder. Right. So, but but maybe if you look again, if you look at the future, Cedric Mullins makes sense. Um, then it makes sense to put. Um, Maybe maybe Diaz there at, and and right field next to Cedric Mullins, but we got. I mean, it's interesting that the main piece was a center fielder. I mean, or, or an outfielder even because Not a pitcher. This awesome outfielders, and so he just goes into this pot of a lot of, I think, good quality outfielders. But but think about it. We make a big deal about Austin Hayes, about DJ Stewart, about Cedric Mullins. None of them. None of those guys. Our top 100 guys. Right, right. Uh, uh, Yosnel Diaz becomes our best prospect. He's better than Hayes. He's better than Stewart. Um, he, he's better than Mullins. At least he projects to be better than all those guys. So he's someone to be excited. I mean, he's a guy that the Dodgers paid a ton of money to sign when he was like 17. Right. Um, at, out of Cuba. I mean, they, they paid a ton of money for him. Um, and so he is, he was, as a youngster, a big name guy. Um, and still is, and from everything I've read, and again, I was in class, so I haven't had a chance to really break down all of this stuff. But as far as character goes, everyone says he's he's a hard worker. Um, so everything seems to to add up to this guy having at least the potential to be a really special player. And we won't know; like it's impossible to know how good this deal is until three years from now. But this has the make. This is. I don't think anyone can sit there and complain about the deal. Like you can't be unhappy for that we got this talented guy back for someone we're going to lose at the end of the season uh it's hard to be upset at this deal i think right um we're going to get to the dan duquette press conference but before the press conference the orioles did tweet out a statement from dan duquette saying uh manny machado provided the oriole fans with many great memories over his eight years in birdland we will always appreciate his talent and we wish him the best in the national league do you think it was key for him then to get him into the National League kind of a way, even though they can't control next year? Do you think that was something they were looking for? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, right. that just happened to be all the teams that, that, that needed him. Right. I don't think they would have had a problem trading to the Cleveland if that was the best offer. Uh, uh, I mean, they're not competing this year anyway. True. And Manny Machado is going somewhere else next year. He's going to the Phillies next year anyway. So. Right. So Duquette continues with, as we begin the task of rebuilding our roster to compete in the AL East, we look forward to the contributions of the five players we added to the organization today. Diaz is a young and gifted hitter. Valera and Bannon are versatile fielders with excellent on-base skills. Kremer and Pop, as excellent seasons, are indications, are indicative, what, indicative, I can't say that word. Indicative, yeah. indicative of their bright futures. I don't know why I stuck on that word. Uh, but it's, it's, it's exciting to bring like young guys to a farm system that we've been trying to make sound like it's decent and not as bad as everyone says, but also realizing that it's a pretty bad farm system. It's exciting to bring in 
five new people all at once. Yeah, and and listen, I, I'm not an expert on these on these players, obviously for the Dodgers, um, but every and Josh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but every kind of national reporter or every kind of baseball analyst I've seen on Twitter has all, have all said this is a good deal for the Orioles. Right? Have you seen yes. anyone that said this is a bad deal for the Orioles? No, no. Everyone has been positive. Except for maybe some fans, but all the experts are saying this is a good deal. And we, let's get to the fans in a second. Yeah, all the experts are saying that this is a good deal. All the experts are um, encouraged by this deal by, that the Orioles got it done, that they didn't screw up, that they didn't back off and not trade Manny. All this stuff that the Orioles have been known to do in the past, they didn't do this time. Yeah, and they got talented players back, including a top 100 guy, Diaz. So, um, yeah, there's it's it's hard to find fault, which I I really didn't doubt that much, um, because Dan Duquette, like we talked about before, Dan Duquette in the past has made fair trades. So I was I was ple I I was not surprised that he made a fair trade here, um, but I was happy to see it officially happen. Right, and we talked about that uh, throughout the season as we kept talking about Manny is. Dan Duquette and his trade record and and the Oriole fans kind of make fun of it because he made trades late in the season to try to build up the team and it didn't always work. It didn't always get him to the playoffs. But here's a great thing, whether Dan's staying with the Orioles or leaving, this is a good trade to put on his resume, at least at this moment. You can never know until long term. But this has Yeah, we'll find out in three or four years. Yeah. Right. This has potential to be we always talk as Oriole fans as how great the Eric Bedard trade was. This has potential yeah. that this should be a better trade. Ooh. Uh, I mean, it, it's tough because with Eric Bedard, you gave up Eric Bedard, who, who crapped the bed the rest of his career. Manny yeah, Machado I, I, is hard. someone special. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, if, if you're assuming that Diaz will turn into Adam Jones, and I don't know if that's a, if that's a fair comparison, um, you would like that to happen, that's, but I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm expecting. Is an, uh, an everyday I think, right a lot to expect. I think yeah. a Nick Marquez style player at least. Okay. Yeah, and 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 and, and we will find out. Uh, of course, only time can tell. Yeah. But it's a, it's. I mean, it, it's it's to quote Dan Duquette's words here. It, it was a good first step, right? It's a good first step for an organization that's kind of shifting gears here. Yeah, uh, Zach Pop, Ken Rosenthal tweeted out, Zach Pop, while not among the Dodgers' top 30 prospects, he has a 1.04 ERA, 47 Ks, and 13 walks in 43 and a third innings between the two levels of Class A this year. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, especially yeah. that strike-to-ball ratio is great. Or I guess strike-walks. Yeah. So, um, it's exciting. And... the. We got to get the Dan, we got to get to the Dan Duquette conference call well, because that's like the, say, that's like the cherry on top. Just one more thing. I I there's a guy that I um, dislike the most on Twitter. Out of all, I, I dislike a lot of people on Twitter right. who talk about baseball. Dan Clark. No, I dislike this guy more. It's another Lock, Dan. Lock and Fora. No, I I prefer Lock and Fora and Dan, Dan Clark. Oh, Dan, Dan Sabotsky. Yes. The guy who's, who's no longer an Oriole fan. He renounced his Oriole fandom. He's just a, a hater and he's cynical and I don't get a sense of humor. Right. And he bothers me. So he has never had a good thing to say about the Orioles, I don't think, in his entire life. He he said this. Uh, here's his quote. Did you see his quote about the trade? I did. 
Share it. He said, I-, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Orioles did not screw this up. No, the Orioles didn't pillage the Dodger farm system, but they never were for 11 weeks of Manny Machado. So even the haters uh, are saying that the Orioles didn't screw it up. Um, so Now batting for the Orioles, third baseman, number 13, Manny Hakuna Machado. Hakuna Machado. What a wonderful phrase. Are we doing this? I thought I'd play it because I want to talk about the fans before we get into Dan Duquette. All right, all right. It means no errors at third whenever he plays. The fans all come to see his hitting spree. Hakuna Machado. What a phenomenal. Because we got to talk, we got to talk one about the fact that Manny gets to be a shortstop. And we'll get into it a whole lot more on Monday with the full show. But all, through all of this talk about whether Manny's going to play short or third. As Oriole fans, we talked about our frustration of the move because he has struggled, but we talked about how that's kind of crap as well uh, in a previous episode. But here, yeah, he's yeah, going to the out Dodgers. A pretty good argument that that's crap. Right. When he's going to the Dodgers, he's going to be their shortstop. So he got what he wanted out of this as well, and he went from a team 40 games out of first place to like five games out of first place. And a, yeah, fa- and a favorite to, to go to the World Series now is the Dodgers. It's good for Manny. It's good for Manny. No. Now, on Friday night, you watching the Orioles game or are you watching the Dodgers game? Oh man, I tell you what, I am um, I really I um and we're going to get more I I really don't want to get into this because I'm going to get I just uh, I I have a lot to say about Manny and what he means to me. But man, I'm going to I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him hard now. I'm I'm, uh, watch, I'm watching the Dodgers game on Friday night. I, I'm a Manny Machado fan and and uh I'm rooting for him. I'll me, say that much. me too. I'm right there with you, um, and that's what I just want to talk about the fans. There's lots of fans yet between the past few days uh, because you could not look away from this. The fact that this coincided with the All Star Game made the All Star Game even more awesome, and also made it more frustrating that it was constantly in the news and constantly in your face. But the number of fans who even this today. We're, yell- we're saying that the Orioles were stupid to trade Manny Machado and you never trade a good player and they don't understand the fact. I don't think – I think we have a problem in Birdland that we went from being a a big mar- a large market team to the Nats coming to being a mid-market team to now with the lawsuit and everything, we're now a small market team. And I think the fans around here do not know how to cheer for a small market team, do not know – that you have to do this as a small market team, that small markets cannot afford a 300 million player guy, that we are a different type of ball club. Not only is the world a different place, Major League Baseball a different place, but we are a different financially type of ball club than we were in the Cal Ripken years. And I think... Yeah, yeah, because Cal Ripken years, for several of those years, we, we were a top in baseball as far as to set the, to set the salaries go. Yeah. Sure, we're not there anymore. Right, because we had Washington, Baltimore, Virginia, North Carolina. We had this huge market. There's a reason that everyone says, well, attendance way down. Look at the 90s when the, when the stadium was filled. The stadium was filled in the 90s because there was no team in Washington. And, and you've got to accept that as an Oriole fan. 
And uh, again, more stuff came out about that at the All-Star Game with some of the comments Rob Manfred went into. And we need to save that stuff for Monday because that's going to take us way too long to get into. Yeah, yeah. We need to wait for Monday to call him an idiot. Right. So I'll, I'll wait but, for Monday to But I wanted to call the fans an idiot and tell the fans that they need to learn a little bit right now to transition to the Dan Duquette conference call. Because I think the Dan Duquette conference call was awesome tonight because part of it was this whole – it felt like the Orioles had learned and accepted the fact that they are a small market team and how what they got to do to compete. Yeah, and and, and we, you can mark it in the books July 18th, 2018 um, as the day kind of a new page, a new starting point for the Orioles and not because they traded their franchise player, not because they traded what could arguably the second – greatest guy to walk through and wear an Orioles uniform next to Cal Ripken uh, and that's and that's Manny Machado uh, because that's only the second biggest thing that happened today yeah Dan Duquette gave a press conference the likes of which like I was driving home listening to 105.7 where it came on and I literally rode because I could not believe what Dan Duquette was saying I, it was like a different person entered his body I've, I've never done this before I started taking notes I'm listening to the conference call, and I started taking notes because I could not believe, and I wanted to get the word in right on how Dan Duquette said things. So, yeah, and, and so we criticize, rightly so, the organization for a lot of things. Um, not putting enough emphasis on analytics. Uh, not having enough front office people. Just a thing like other teams have more front office people than the Orioles have. Uh, we... Uh, the, the 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 two biggest ones, or the the largest one, I should say, was the no international signings, no international scouts, not in best. All those things was were addressed in the, in the press conference. Yeah, so he started with this whole: this is the first step in a multi-directional strategy to rebuild. So your first red, your first thing that stood out is: wait, Dan Duquette used that R word. He said rebuild. And and not a retool R word. <laughs> no, it was no retool. It was re. It was a straight rebuild. It wasn't a talk to me on uh, Labor Day. It was he even, rebuild. He even laid out. He said um, other teams have provided the roadmap for how to do this. Yeah, clearly talking about the Houston hat, the Houston Astros, and the, and the sh- Chicago Cubs. So Dan Duquette said that this is a long term plan that he's been working with ownership and that has ownership approval for this. And then he went into detail with, we're going to upgrade our technology. We're going to upgrade analytics. We are going to focus on international scouting. We're going to upgrade our facilities. We're going to focus on the draft. And these are all parts of our long-term plan that trade in Manny Machado is just a start. Oh, he also mentioned that we're going to trade veterans. I mean, what else do you want from him? He said he used the word new direction more resources, and that ownership is committed to this long-term plan. It was pretty yeah, amazing. It, it was like every one of those, and I don't think, when I was listening to it, like every one of those was like a nuclear bomb going off. Ownership approval? Like ownership? Like uh, someone asked him, like, uh, this new direction, like why is this happening now, or is this always been going on? And he's like, well, ownership is, you know, uh, ownership is, is on board with this. this and is- that's... That's that's that itself. That ownership is on board with this is monumental. Right. This is John Angelos, right? We got to assume it's, gotta it's John Angelos. It's got to be, yeah. And that's awesome. Be, they all got a meeting and they agreed. Hey, 
we need to improve it. You were... <laughs> You're right, like you said before. And part of this is probably the whole signing, uh, whatever they did, the signing, bringing back Brooks. And they, that was John Angelos. What we're seeing is we're seeing a ownership that kind of stayed out and we felt like just wrote the checks and said no. And, and, and you never saw that now this ownership is getting more involved, but it seems like they're getting more involved for positive reasons to really make a change. Yeah, and that's what we're hearing right now, and hopefully we'll begin to see that as well, because this is all great talk, and I, I love to hear it, but then we'll have to see, does the actions match what they're saying right of now? Of course, of course. Um, but it's a big step that we've never heard this out of an Orioles GM before. Uh, no, no, I never heard someone so honest, like, hey, we kind of sucked at this, and we need to reevaluate how we do things. Like, who says that? What general manager goes on and says, Various. Yeah, your your internet struggling, Matt. So we're gonna still try to All get right, through yeah. this. But, All right, let's wrap this. But Dan Duquette said also in this, he said that he wants to stay in Baltimore. He said, "My heart is in Baltimore." How much of it do you do you think Dan Duquette stays in Baltimore? I. Or, I don't know, and or it does he, and, or is he saying all this stuff to look good for his next job? Well, God bless Mark Viviano because that. That people were done asking questions, and the whole time I'm thinking, Daniel Cat, you're talking about the future, what we're going to be doing starting next year, this off season, and the whole time I'm thinking, Daniel Cat, you're going to be on a beach somewhere, or you're going to be up in Massachusetts with your little sports complex, Israel, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he does the stuff with Israel, then he also has his like, uh, I don't know, sports complex in Massachusetts where he they practice baseball, but. Uh, Mark Viviano and the guy said, "Are there any more questions?" And Mark Viviano, uh, he jumped in at the end and said, "Hey, Dan, are, are you going to be here next? Like, are you going to actually be a part of this process? Are you going to be here next year?" Which I think is a very important question. And you can't imagine can 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 you imagine like Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter both coming back in their same roles after this after the worst season ever? Like, I almost kind of want to see it happen just to see, but but. It sounded from that press conference like he's on board with management. And right. I, I don't know how to take that. Yeah, it sounded like, buckle up. We're, we're in this for the long haul. We're taking care of this. We got a plan. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't know how to feel about that, but yeah, you're right. No, and, and you know what? This goes back to this whole frustration of how we would always say, well, Dan Duquette did a great job in Baltimore considering the ownership. And now when the ownership is saying, you can do all this stuff that, that – other teams are doing because it's been proven with Houston and Chicago. That is awesome. It's like, imagine what Dan Duquette can do now. Yeah. Like, like don't think for a second. And we've talked about this at length, but Dan Duquette just didn't like Dan Duquette decided I'm going to ignore the national market, even though he knows there's players there. Right. Like Dan Duquette on his own would never decide to just ignore a whole bunch of players. I mean, we're talking about Dan Duquette, the guy who, scours the waiver wire looking for any type of advantage. The guy who started an international baseball league over in Israel. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so a lot of these constraints have obviously been put on there by ownership. Now it sounds like ownership is changing their tunes. So it is like part of it's intriguing. Well, what can Dan Duquette do with an ownership that actually is supportive, which we don't know what that looks like. Right. Right. Uh, some Facebook comments before we get out of here. Spencer is saying it's a great deal for a rental. Which we I think we all agree with. 
Uh, Harold, yeah, I think great is strong, but I. Yeah, yeah, you're saying. I good. said, I said originally, I said originally back in the day, give me a top 100 prospect, and that's what right. We got, we got it. Uh, Leo is saying that Harold Reynolds on the MLB Network did not like the deal for the Orioles. That's one. Okay, that's one, and that's a player. I show, I show, I show you 50 who liked it. Right, that's a player more than Five. an analyst, will former player. Uh, but Leo says he likes the trade. Jonathan says the trade itself is nice. It's everything that has led to this point that is frustrating. And Absolutely. I, yeah, agree 100%. I agree with that. Uh, Nigel is happy with the trade. It's better than what they had yesterday minor league-wise. And, again, that's that's important. The farm system's way better right now. Uh, and then Spencer comes back with $160 million has been the spending for this team. For a while, um, which can be competitive, but a three hundred million dollar player is unaffordable for all thirty teams, and that's that's what we were saying earlier. That yeah, only certain teams can afford what Manny Machado wants, and he needs to go to a big market. Yeah, one could argue how much is Manny helping you right now? Right, exactly. And you know what, Manny Machado deserves to make that type of money. He's a great ball player, and uh, it'll it'll be fun to see him in L.A. It's unfortunate that it's not going to be in Baltimore. But how awesome would it be to see Manny Machado win a World Series this year? Rooting for it. Yep. So uh, let's get out of here on that. We will be back on Monday with our normal show. And who knows? Yeah, a lot of still a lot of Manny Machado talk. Yeah, a whole lot. I got of, some stuff to say. Definitely to Manny say Machado Manny. talk. We got to talk about the All Star Game because I really enjoyed the All Star Game this year. I hadn't in previous yeah. years. For some reason, I really got into it this year and really enjoyed it. And then who knows? Uh, Zach Britton could be traded tomorrow as things are yeah. heating up on Britain. You say, yeah, you don't want to just stay away from all the rumors. Uh, thankfully, it's not I mean, going to be I, as big of a deal as Manny Machado. But I was looking on MLB trade rumors, and they were doing a poll of who's the next top uh, guy out there available now that Manny Machado has been traded. And the number one guy that they were on their list was Zach Britton. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, like I said before, I'm ignoring all the speculation. And Monday's show for me is going to be big time. I need some emotional closure with Manny Machado leaving. And so I'm going to use Monday to get some emotional closure. Oh, there's closure. some, there's some videos on the internet. Let's just say, um, there's one that's like, uh, uh, it's so hard to say goodbye, I think is the song. And, and don't watch it. It's very sad. And it really made me realize. Wait a second. We watched this kid grow up. He, yeah, we he became, stop. He yeah, became a man in front of our eyes. And if if I cry on the podcast, I want to save it for Monday. So let's stop talk. Let's stop talk to, to, to talk. All right. Well, Matt crapped out one more time, so I will take care of the clothes. <laughs> Uh, thank you for thank you for joining us. I got stuttering and I'm crapping out. That's that's double whammy. I know that's frustrating. We got to fix some internet. We got to get an ISDN line between your house and my house, just for these breaking news events. But uh, thanks for joining us for this little special edition of Section 336. We'll see you guys on Monday. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Soroka, and you can follow Matt on Twitter. At section three three six. There you go, and uh, you can follow Bert on Twitter at Bert Rody and give him crap for uh, let him ask him if he even knows Manny Machado has been traded. Yeah, he might not know yet. That's true. See you guys. <laughs>